0: Hello and welcome to Reset Your Thinking podcast. My name is Alex Segan and I'm really excited to be here on this podcast series with you, as together we explore why you do what you do and what it is that makes you tick. You know, we spend our whole lives creating our reality and there's so much more that we can learn about ourselves and others. So grab yourself a cuppa and if you're in your car, turn up the sound and let's take a deep dive into how you can reset your thinking so that you can become the best version of yourself you can possibly be by extracting your true potential, bringing you strength, motivation and fulfilment. Okay, let's get started. ID so here we are today I'm joined by human intelligence investigations and interrogation expert Mario Beckers. Welcome Mario it's such a pleasure and absolute honor to have you here today on Reset Your Thinking podcast.
1: Sandra it's it's a pleasure it's all mine and I'm very grateful to talk with somebody who I highly admiring and admiring you for many many reasons but I learned in life that the the smart person is the one reason, and uh, stupid has the many reasons. So one good reason for this is I'm really enjoying your knowledge, expertise, of leadership, and that's the biggest, biggest for me. So thank you for having me today on your podcast.
0: Thank you so much, Mario. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, you know, let's kick start this off and let's dig really deep into Mario. So please, a little bit about Mario Bekkers. Um,
1: Look, I'm the now senior citizen, 40 years old. So I'm born 72 in a far, far, far away place called ex Yugoslavia, now Republic of Croatia. Beautiful. Um, so I'm the child of the peasants, which peasants, they were a typical product of communism workers, you know, factory, and uh, um, you know, which I didn't know how my parents, how they're going to behave. Like, you know, when you're born, you know what, you know, what were your parents and what they're going to do. But my parents defined me very quickly when I was 14 years old. Um, you know, I wasn't the best, brightest kid in school. I wasn't brightest tool. I did, you know, um, you know, I was always like to fight. You know, I was a petty, you know, criminal called this. You know, I was stealing chocolates in shop, and all this because of the poverty I and mean, in communism. Mm. It's very, very easy to you dive into the, into the, into the, into the street behavior, right? And I associate myself with the, with the older guys. Uh, I wanted to be like them. However, my parents didn't know what to do with me because I had a younger brother. And uh, on a Christmas Eve, 1986, my parents had kicked me out on a Christmas Eve. As I was considered, that was a joke. Uh, who will kick the parents? And I was 14 years old. And you know, today, age considering 14 years old, it's it's young child. It's, it's mm, a kid. Um, it I was lucky enough. I was lucky enough that you know, uh, from this distance now, I'm grateful for them. Um, he threw me in my bags, you know, and everything else, and you know, get out of the house and swearing. My my parents were drinking a lot. My mom, she was a kleptoman. You know, my father was a very abusive person, like for him to come two o'clock in the morning in the bed and punch me in face, just just because of the, because he can he do it, he did it. Um my grandfather arrived at night, and um, my grandfather was a highly positioned uh general in the secret police in communism, and he took me away and he gave me education, he sent me military school. However, you know, one thing it's leading to another, I was to people, be careful what you wish for I wanted to be the officer. I wanted to experience the war. I wanted to be the spy. So 91 Yugoslavia was falling apart, civil war comes across. Um, I found myself on the intersection of the life. Um, should I fight now for the system I was educated, communist Yugoslavia or fight for democracy of Croatia? Uh, independence for me democracy independence was related to coke mcdonald's rock and roll all these beautiful things so uh, being 18 years old and going to war it's, it's not something you know you were, you were envisaging in your life so mm. i got what i wish for like a soldier and everything else mm. um, found myself in, in the midst of the fight, because, um, you know, it was a civil war, so I didn't know who is fighting who anymore. The Federal Army, rebels, and, you know, we want independence. And I was thinking it's going to last maybe a month, like in the movies Rumble, and, you know, I'm going to be wounded maybe once, and going to be a hero, but it didn't work that way. So eventually, I was in military for almost nine and a half years. I was right. wounded several times. And um, my parents were the gracious enough to show up their faces a few years later after the war. Uh, they run away as refugees. And in 98, I decided, So 96, I decided to go to married, to lose virginity, have a child, um, to stop being Rumble. But my government told me that uh, they have the better plans for me. And I was like, what better plans? So I start processing transformation. Transformation from transforming from Department of Defense to Foreign Affairs, which at that stage I didn't know what I'm getting into. And uh, '98, eventually, I uh, was transferred to Foreign Affairs uh, in diplomatic intelligence security sector. Was called Directorate Seven then, not know it's today whatever it is. And after several months of the training and education, everything else, I was being sent to Australia.
0: And
1: uh, oh that was the longest trip in my life, and I was like, "It's
0: not a short trip, yeah." You
1: know, it's like I like that, you know, like a, what's it called, a, Captain Jack Sparrow, end of the world, you know? Just <laughs> like, like God, where is this country? You know, like, like... <laughs> and yeah, I'm arriving, I arrived in November eighteenth, ninety-eight in Australia, and uh, I wasn't, I wasn't so happy being here because I was like, you know, far away, homesick, yeah, um, all these things. That, that's in short for me, yes.
0: Wow, Mario. I just want to say thank you for, for sharing that and for your vulnerability here. You know, it's, it's quite the journey from a 14-year-old young boy having to experience all of that, the fear, the, the rejection, all of that and more. Um, it builds so much, so many skills within you, doesn't it? It
1: does. And at the same time, you know, as you build something, to kill something. You know, I want it to yeah. be the I want it to be I want it to be the the, the the child, I want to be the kid, but
0: absolutely
1: situation is different and you know you must be the man, you know what I mean? You must right. be the man. That's the as you know, we're picking up everything along in our life. So I'll pick up a lot of things from the guys around me and, and, and other humans and you know I want it to be the bigger than them. Um, mm. And then you are losing that face of you know of being a kid and child, teenager, and you becoming something differently. So
0: absolutely, must I can't even imagine or begin to imagine how challenging it must have been for you, and how many emotions there would have um, there would have been having to experience all of that. And we'll certainly delve into that uh, much deeper today. Um, and awesome. I would you know I also want to sort of announce the. Uh, the upcoming publishing of your new book, which I think pretty much rips apart and untangles everything that you've experienced in your world. Um, But we'll talk about that a little bit later, if that's okay.
1: Absolutely, Sandra.
0: Just thank awesome. you so Mario thank you again for sharing that with us now you began your career with the Department of Defense Republic of Croatia in military police and security services for seven years as you mentioned earlier and then in 1998 you worked for the Department of Foreign Affairs um, yes. and then you had a, there was a common period uh, in the Republic of Croatia Consulate General in Sydney for a further five years before founding Inside Intelligence in 2003. So, you know, I'm really curious, and if you wouldn't mind sharing with our audience and listeners here today, what aspects of your work did you enjoy the most over that time? And, and why, if it's okay, to for you to share that with us?
1: I, I truly believe that what I learned during my period in the, in the military, it was it was not just a combat as a combat itself, or but what I was enjoying uh you know in military they offer you many courses many educations and anything else and uh majority of the guys will say like no i'm happy with what i am you know because you know you you get your ranks or your medals or whatever it is mm. and i was continuously wanted to explore more so being sent let's say on a, on a police academy when i was uh uh, we need to finish the, that certificate in uh, forensic investigations, first one. Then all the security aspects of the of the intelligence or security work in military. Uh, it was a very very transition. Transition was one was the biggest problem from communism to democracy, right? Because you you live and work in one system and you've been educated. Suddenly you are fighting against the system, but inside of you it's embedded that belief how you should do, but you can't do this way anymore because we are now different, <laughs> different country, different, uh, you know, I mean, status of the country is a democracy. Right. So I really enjoyed the learning a lot. I, I really enjoyed the learning because it's like, I was a very terrible uh, primary school student. I was really, really bad. I mean, like I was a or was very bad. So reading for me was unknown, but then suddenly something happened inside of me that I've been offered like a, like a, like opportunity of the life to learn something more mm. and I know that my colleagues in my my department was were telling me like you know why would you do this you know we're doing the good job and it's like look I don't know this is gonna be my future mm. um, but more you learn more you want it and as you are learning more you meet new people and yeah. that's how my progress and you know as you meeting uh, you get to officially mentor somebody and you officially when you get a mentor doesn't mean that's your mentor It can be personal who's actually monitoring what you do before they give you positions, all these murky waters. It's all these checks and balances, you know, you know, who's spying or who, what to say. But I, I swim very well because, you know, I believe in what I do. So learning for me was the biggest, biggest experience. Um, And I wanted more. That was for me the books, the courses and all these trainings across the Europe and all this, different academies in different countries. We have been sent for the from the ranging from three weeks to three months or six months.
0: Mm. So yeah. That's fantastic. I love that. So regardless of all the challenges that faced you, regardless of all the the moments where you probably had four and all of that all those emotions that went through what you loved the most was the learning and I think that's that's extraordinary that's absolutely outstanding Mario because what that says to me about you is that you're open to anything it's about learning about yourself and then how to utilize all of those skills to be able to create different opportunities and possibilities in your world and not allow anything to get in your way I love that that is true
1: and you know because the, when you realize that you've missed a good portion of your life, not, not even learning how to read properly, Alexandra, that was for me biggest obstacle because you know, in, young, in the military, you don't get the books about leadership. You, know, right. you, you, you earn some sort of this right, particularly in that transition, I mean, from communism to democracy, was a lot of mishaps in, 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 in leadership uh, ladders in, in the military, particularly in combat. Then suddenly you get a you know first you get you know one unit of 10 people 20 people 50 or you know, whatever it is but there is no books about leadership so the only thing i could learn it was use some sort of uh the knowledge of, of being given to these books about yes. some different examples investigation so how is investigation being organized huh. the leader invest, you know so i try to replicate improvise and adjust and, you know, it's working well, but, you know, it's not always glorious. Endings
0: on
1: wow, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: So, so standing on the on the shoulders of giants, as they say, or learning from those before you and modelling the right behaviours, the right thinking, the right attitudes to be able to then, I guess, get the outcome and the results that, that you wanted and you want in life. Would, would that be right?
1: Look, I was... I was lonely. First of all, I was lonely. You mm-hmm. know, I was, as I said, from 18 to 26, I was very lonely. I didn't have a girlfriend, no parents. You know, yeah. all than other new. my life was uh, was military. And the one side, one, one side of me wanted to be the guy that every girl's adore. You know, me walk out, and but there was a barrier for me. And in society I was I was born, it's very judgmental. Education yeah. determines what type of relationship we are going to have with the girlfriend and mm. status of the family and everything else. Um, and secondly, it's I, I was afraid what we're gonna uh, offer in civilian leisure life, so girlfriend or friendship. So I was good in military and I only knew it that part, and I was really enjoying, um, as I say, learning that was right. my biggest, my biggest. My biggest Challenge at the same time because I said, like, you know, uh, I learn later to understand the books, not when I should. Um, but I said, like, it's, it's, it's standing on the shoulders of giant is a very good what you said. I never had that one. I really like it. Mm-hmm. But I was being truly blessed that I've been recognized by the people who are the much older for me with more experience. And they give me opportunity to uh, hijack or hack the timeline in my life to uh, learn much more to my life be much more easier later. Because now it's easy for me to say to Alexandra, you know, I was afraid this and that. No, it wasn't like this. I was very, very lonely, very, uh, very, uh, not sad, but um, I wanted more from life. I didn't Mm -hmm. know how to do it. And nobody can give you the magic stick. Even a military doesn't doesn't do this to you. So it was, um, there's a continuous challenge and challenge, you know, you prove yourself to yourself. The worst thing I did, I was trying to prove myself that I'm worthy of people around me in civilian life. Mm. My parents, even what they did to me, uh, some girls, <laughs> so whatever it is, I begged, I begged, you know, I mean, to people noticing, me, but yeah, people don't give a damn, you know what I mean? You're good mm. with what you do, mm. and then you come back into army parks and then you uh, explore every possible avenue uh, to become better in what you do. That's how I was going, to become better, challenging myself no others, and I knew that if I put effort in this one, I learn more things, I can pass knowledge my subordinates or my troopers, I apply in work, and they really appreciate this. So I was a very young man, and I was dealing with a much older guys around me, and I never had the problem with respect or the challenge in my authority, of course, because of the age, mm. but I need to prove so much to myself that I'm actually capable to do this, because I knew it, ultimately, it is human life I'm taking care of, and the losses can be leading to. Um, <laughs> I mean, it can be very, very challenging for everybody around me if I caused uh, losses based on my decisions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, that's the that, way, sort of like, you know, what I mean, like that.
0: Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely, Maria. You know, thank you so much for sharing all that because, you know, for someone in their prime, Mm -hmm. particularly you know for for a young man like yourself in your prime and then having to change your mindset and your way of thinking to be able to better manage all the challenges that were coming your way is that is extraordinary it's absolutely i
1: wish i I I had you as a coach then, but that's like it it was embarrassing to ask for help that's a number one when you are there where i was if you're asking for help outside of the ordinary channels, or if you can't perform the way you should perform, I expect it from you, you are not worthy, and you are not capable to carry the rank or the medals or whatever it is. So you need to put an extra effort in, I mean. And when I was in Australia, uh, my biggest challenge in Australia, when I arrived, I knew Russian and German language. I didn't know English. And my government told me, you're going to learn on the spot. It's like, what do you mean I'm going to have the lecture? It says to me. Improvise, learn. So, only what I could do, and you know, first was listening to the radio, watching the TV, an Australian accent. It's, I mean, I don't know, nothing better, but I found very strange Australian language, right? Australian speaks English. Mm. So, for me, that was a challenge as well communicating outside of the embassy and the consulates because, you know, that's territory speculation, but as soon as you open the door, it's English. and mm how are we going to do this so it was like
0: (laughs) so many challenges so many challenges and then having to make a decision mario as well coming from a totally different culture to a new culture not just in communication but pretty much everything and then having to make a decision so you would this is the thing i'm just going through all of these levels at the moment in your mind because we don't know what we don't know right so we, we learn from our family, our parents, those, those big people who teach us what's right and what's wrong. And in your yes. case, and, and the, I suppose given that I know the background to your story, but, but not sort of divulging too much right now, is that, you know, you would have had to have made some on-the-spot decisions and then you would have had to have made a decision whether that's the right or the wrong decision, you know. So there were so many things that you needed to do, so many decisions that you needed to make and understand whether it was right and or it was wrong. So incredible, incredible. And so, we, all, we
1: all have these obstacles. We all have the obstacles. You know, like I'm not the only one that's like on the different levels. My biggest challenge was communicating with, back with my boss in Croatia who, in different time zones. And yeah. I knew it, I can't, I can't use the mobile phone, I can't use the phone in the embassy, like it's all these security issues, right? But I knew it when the task was given to me, you know, I knew it. 24 hours the first plane to come to see me, but at least a couple of days before somebody come to pick me up. So the, it's tremendous responsibility on my shoulders.
0: Yeah.
1: I've mm-hmm. been put to, to perform. And when they send you, they knew it, they say, you have nobody there, you have your team, and that's it, boom. Yeah. So, whatever you do, whatever you say, however you perform, we can't help you. So, mm. ask La Vista, baby, and we're like, okay. So, <laughs> that's
0: yeah. it. So, Mario, it brings me to my next question. What strategy, if um, you're, and I'm sure you're aware because you're a very intelligent um, human being, what strategy did you have in place to stay grounded? This
1: was discipline. You know, I knew it that I need to have the, the plan of everything for every day, for every hour. Uh, I knew it, I need to stick with that plan. In
0: mm-hmm. a life,
1: you can't win, in a life, you can't win just based on a plan if you stick with the plan. But what we learn in military, in particular in intelligence, you stick with the time, uh, timeline. So I knew it particularly that day, maybe, I don't know, figure of speech. I need to talk to Alexandra Egan. I need to talk to her half too mm-hmm. But my timeline, it's been, somehow dis- disturbed or, you know, been moved or shaken. I know about 3 o'clock and to talked to Sandra and so I'll accomplish that task, but, you know, to communicating or doing these things. So discipline thing was the one thing. Second thing was responsibility. Mm. I knew that I was responsible when I was young and that, that all eyes, the world looking at me. And that was another thing, being conscious that, I give an opportunity, what not many people get to work in that type of job, um, to I perform without supervision. And supervision has been removed instantly from the moment I sat on a plane and nobody was above me. So I was a boss for myself and my team. And I knew that every my decision must be corresponding by the timeline I, I make it clearly. And you know, understanding the law legislations of this country. I knew understanding the, you know, the tasks. So I knew that the key objective I need to reach for every day. And as long as I reach a key objective based on timeline, I knew that day had been completed successfully. Now, of course, you have the doubts in yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, you know, you what to learn in military from discipline, from understanding the, the, the key tasks, key objectives, what I need to achieve and understanding what I have available to reach that task so i will never go beyond something if i knew that i'm not be able to accomplish if i have a lack of something because i know that if i go beyond possibilities around me or logistical or any type shape or form i know that the task is going to be compromised which is going to make it a lot of issues for myself for my team and the entire crew and everybody else around me so, discipline was a key thing. Communication was the biggest uh, biggest challenge for me. As I said, I think to talk to overseas, but communication was the biggest challenge for me that everybody understand clearly directives. Because in military, they don't repeat uh, orders 50 times. They say the once, and you need to accomplish because you know that is your duty, your job, and that's what right. you're trusted for. Same with me. So I knew that I'm getting task. I pass the task. I understand task. We all have the discipline in us, and we know what we can put ahead of us to accomplish the task.
0: Beautiful. So really, it's 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 learning and it's creating a habitual thinking around structured thinking. Yes. Yes.
1: So like you know, like you know, like you and I, we talk. I understand that I can't do every day, everything. And so I need to prioritize things. Mm-hmm. I know what the priorities are mm-hmm. in my life. And as long as this priority, priority is being communicated uh, in, a, in a good manner to the, my team or to my superiors, I knew that I'm gonna accomplish this. If I do not understand instructions, initial instructions, and if I improvise and achieve something totally different it's an desirable outcome, again, I'm gonna compromise Set the security in you know, reputation whatever you want to call it. so it's right. very important uh, to understand what is your task clearly communicate clear communications mm. and then after mm. this you can utilize other elements I was talking about before
0: yeah well that, that's very interesting thank you so much for um, yeah. for sharing that now we're, we're speaking about communication and communication is critical as we've as we've um. Uh, spoken about and communication is also very critical as an investigator so what is your specific interpretation of communication what does it mean to you given to I guess there's a language barrier and so many other challenges along the way but Mm. in terms from an investigative perspective what does it mean
1: regardless where you're on the world whatever you do if you don't understand something, ask for help. I asked yeah, for help. You I, love that. I mean, I was not for help. In my line of work, on corporate world, it's as I said, like it's different in the army. In the army, you're getting uh, communications very short, sharp, and shiny. There's no much messing. There's no finesses. There's no sophisticated words. This is what needs to be done. This is how it's going to be done. Please get ahead and do it. Mm. Um, when you work in corporate world communication, it's just based on me talking to investigators. It's I'm talking to different parties, so people will be interviewing uh, the clients, and you know my business, my office is a hub of this. And I would say to um, uh, my staff, in military strategy, the number one is taking the highest position and establish, establish communications. That's a that's a, that's a key for success. So communication, it's the the. The form of understanding where we are, what we do, how we do, and when we're gonna end this disorder. After all, my clients will pay for the work we do, and I like to know where they are. So, communication is not just knowing where is your work, but I truly believe the communications is all a cherishing relationship with the people around you. If you open the statement, it is, Hey, Alexandra, where's my work? and uh, you know. But if you say, how's your day? You know, I mean, how's uh, your work? Or, you know, I mean, how's your family? What's the way, the way you are? It's a different one. So communication is not just about uh, implementing the status of your work and, uh, and the progress of your work, but as well, communication is a cherishing relationship with all the peers and all uh, people around you, all the peers, all the colleagues, and everybody who you Because what you give, you're expecting back. And if you don't the back, there's a breakdown. I always start with myself. I'm very grateful. I'm very, surely I'm grateful. I have the excellent stuff in my office. I always told them, my English, it's shit. And i never going to be that. No, sorry. And <laughs> I was like, okay. I, need to, I need to check everything five times before I press the enter. And I told this to all my clients. I will not lie to you, Alexandra. But when you pick up that form, Please ask how they are, what they do, how they feel. Most important is when you pick up the phone, a client's call, be prepared to give the answers. If you don't know, just say like, excuse me, let me check, come back to you. But don't say, I don't know, this and that. because Our work depends on outcome of our clients, uh, what they're expecting. And as I say, it's very important to speak clearly, speak slowly. This is me speaking now. But, you know, become, everything can be rectified, let it be clarified, it can be improved, but don't let communication stop. The moment communication stops, everything stops.
0: Do you know, I, I cannot agree with you more, and I thank you for articulating it and for communicating it that way because it's just a reminder that no matter who we are, no matter our hierarchical level, no matter what titles we have, um, we've got to remember like you said Mario and I love what you said there with your staff and how your staff are required to answer the phone it's cool to be human right it's okay to say hey how are you going and how's your day been and, and create that trust and rapport um, that is absolutely important and I I trust that these are all the techniques and the skills that you've used along the way in your previous life, I suppose, to to if be I, able. If, to
1: I, if I may add this, yeah, I was. I have the one strategy because it can be applied to everybody. But when I was working government service for almost fifteen years, I had a one biggest uh, issue was the communication was the one thing. Of course, you don't talk to your bosses half an hour with a coffee. No. You know, when, when they call in your in office to have a coffee you, you know this is the first time last time and never again um, but I vow to myself that one day when I have my business I will be everything what my bosses never to me which means communication meet expectations uh, you know this is the wording um, under sell over deliver no I always say to my client I'll be good as on my last report if I'm not good feel free, go publicly and tell me whatever it is. But um, I know that one thing it is that I'm just implementing things I didn't have. And I always say to my, my staff when I walk in the morning, good morning, Hawaii, how was your day? I know that looks like a cliche, but I really care for them because I know if they feel bad, you know, rather take a day off, go home, enjoy, have the Nutella jar, you know, I mean, have the, go in the gym, you know, punch the bags, you know, I mean, whatever, throw mommy from the train, whatever it is, but make yourself comfortable. In <laughs> your know, because after all, we are all have the life. In the morning when we wake up, that life is merciless, you know, it's merciless.
0: Absolutely. And we don't
1: control 95% of the life we don't control. We don't even control how we're breathing. So if I can control his happiness or her happiness, my work or my clients, look, what I can do to make you feel good, and this has come to the moment of the self-leadership, which I had so many times in the past. And even today, somebody mentioned uh, on the radio. But the thing is, I know how I felt inside when I was not being looked after, looked after, communicated, and what it is. And I said to myself, I will be everything when my boss has never been to me. And so far, it's worked. So,
0: yeah, that's it. <laughs> That is fantastic. That's um, well done, I think. And that's, again, modelling certain behaviours. You know, my next question was, do you believe there's a direct correlation between communication and leadership? And there absolutely is, because what you experienced in your life, I suppose, um, with your leaders, you modelled certain behaviours, but then you also tweaked certain behaviours that didn't sit right with you. And. You created a different leadership style for your staff that work with you but also with your values, you know, because ultimately anything we do in life, and you know this, Mario, as well as anybody else, so I'm preaching to to the thing, but the thing is you know that all the decisions we make and, and, and what we do comes from our values, you know, and so you've tweaked that to become this incredible leader and lead some incredible, you know, your incredible team. So... So that's coming
1: from you, like it's it's a big, it's a it's a big honor because like I said at the beginning, this is what makes you unique. And I was say, Alexandra Egan, I, I can read a lot of leadership, I can I can see a lot of words and everything else, but I truly believe that you taking the responsibility, the accountability, how you train your, your 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 peers or their clients, how to become the better leader. Most of the people have not that inside of them. It's 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 a very dangerous cocktail you when know, the people doing something mm-hmm. and does something and they're delivering for everybody the same. It doesn't work that way. That's the reason why I love Alexandra Egan as an expert, as a professional. And when you say these things to me, of course I feel special. You know I mean, because uh being leader, it's 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 a 24 7 job. Mm-hmm. And you know uh, everybody loves to be leader when everything is beautiful, but when things
0: it's when things turn to, to crap when that yes. really comes out, you know, yeah. that, that goes to show. And I just want to say thank you too for all the beautiful words you said, but, you know, we, we've all got so much to bring and we all learn so much from each other. Mario, you know, I think you've answered this, but I know that you can add more because of all of what you bring and I've learned so much from you thus far and I know you have so much to give and add so much value to add. What do you believe is the key ingredient to connecting and influencing people?
1: Desire. I think it's desire. Um, You know, there's a two, like, I never had experience, Alexandra, in in, uh, making influences and everything else, but I was being influenced by my grandfather because of his behaviour, his action, and he was a very cold man outside, and I do remember we used to walk in the street, and I never know what he was doing for living, but I knew he was like a, like a Moses, you know. I mean, the Red Sea, the opening, people are, you know, good morning, Mr. Good morning, Master. And I'm like, what is, who is my grandfather? And then I learned that he was living in depression outside one thing, and with me was a different, it was a grandfather. Now, he influenced me a lot with his behavior because I really like what I saw. People respect him, people really uh, cherish him, and, you know. They can come to him to ask for the help, and he was a very helpful man. Um, I know this is the fact. But then, when I started business, I wasn't influenced. I was being influenced, and I was being influenced by the people. I created a picture in my head: is people successful that I should do it. Um, but what the key ingredient it is to influence people? I believe that people. will full of you are being influenced by you if you wow. really the person uh, who you are representing you are mm. uh, regardless it's uh what day or night it is that your results you know we can't have all everyday great results i don't have great results you know what i mean i'm i'm doing dieting in 47 years i'm still fat, you know what i mean but you know what i mean i'm trying you know what i mean but the thing is when the people feel comfortable around you on a several levels one that you're a pleasant person to talk, that you don't bully them, ridicule them, that you're getting constructive advice, not a suge- suggestion, advice, and they can learn from you. I, I believe that learning from them, as I recently met a few people, including yourself, when you read something, you learn learning something new, and, and that tickle in the brain, and as I said, it's a cocktail of, of desire and the mm. need that you want to explore this small because you believe inside of you if I'm next to that person, I feel good not just because he pays me coffee or takes me for lunch, but this person is something gives me value for what I believe that, that that's my key ingredient. And yeah, look, I've been fooled by Alexandre. I've been around many people, and believe me, I've been more on you know, I mean, I look at these people like this, and it's like, well, he. He he, can impress me after after all because they don't have this knowledge. And what I value about Satria that's I say again, and this is what I'm saying because nobody can freaking impress me. When the COVID hit, this is now very seriously. What influenced me? I saw the people there standing, talking. You've been in lockdown in Melbourne 23 hours. You're still producing the content. You know how hard that it is. Mm -hmm. You know. I cried, you know, I didn't sleep for seven days once upon a time, you know, 22 days, sorry, 22 days was the first one in, 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 in January uh, 1993. But, you know, what I mean, like if somebody puts me into a position like you were then, guys, in open, this is what makes the person, in my eyes, i follow. Day after day, waking up in the morning and doing the thing, regardless how difficult it is outside. I, it's depressing, you know, what I mean, I can't be locked mm. down 23 hours. I think. Mm-hmm. Like a Spider Man, you know, what I mean, but the thing is, this is what makes you unique and other people. And I say this with a reason because it's so suffering in my life so many times. But COVID actually, that's uh, it's like a sieve and position people of influence it to me, and that's how influence it to me, Alexandra. And this is not paid advertising. I always say this, I never agreed to Alexandra to say this, but you got me in a spot. I apologize. Next question. Sorry. Oh, Maria! You thank you. <laughs> oh, seriously. I like it. I mean, yeah,
0: I really do appreciate that, and I think you know it's it's the skills, and I truly believe, like you, because I know you and I know the type of um, individual and human being that you are. It's what we focus on, and that is such an important thing, you know. And when we're not focusing on ourselves, but instead we're focusing on serving. Um that is everything and I I believe that that is what you're saying you know in that key ingredient is this desire to to give you know this desire to be and it's not making it about you instead it's making it about others um so you know I see, see this that is what I,
1: I didn't say my way but you will say this properly in English you shape it this in, in the form as it is and that's to say you should be proud of Sandra this is you know, you called me to be the guest on your podcast, but I'm going to say this few words because I'm a guest on your podcast. COVID actually makes people uh, to show the truth the nature of, this, of everything. Mm. Because as I say, mm. I saw many men being very brave with the, when they're sitting in a basement. But uh, The moment when it, uh, we need to step it out of the, that comfort zone, you know, you're going to die. And don't take me wrong. I was afraid as well. Of course. But, you know, that probably disappeared. Same with the COVID, what the data is, it's people forget the one thing, this show pass. It's hard, it's difficult and kills everybody, but different ways. But it's profile you as a person who you are. And that's what it is. I, I like it talking to you and I sound like looking highly you. And this is what influenced me. If that person can wake up in the morning and you know during the 23 hours lockdown, um, it is it's a true person I can follow. Because most of these leaders disappear. Mm. So how people going to perceive you being some C-level management? And where have you been? Because pre-COVID you were talking so loudly. So how we can influence them? You can influence me in a way that I don't want to be you.
0: Mm, so. absolutely you know, i you was
1: know, my question i for that maybe here yes, so.
0: yeah no no apologies mm-hmm. at all and I, and I appreciate you sharing that because yeah. you know true leaders do show up you know like yourself and many others who have shown up during those difficult times and you're right covid did it really hit people face on and it, and it hurt people in the heart you know because it was such an emotional roller coaster and i think And I truly believe and agree with everything you've said there in that the people who stood strong and still kept turning up are the true leaders. And not necessarily did all of those people hold a title, but they had definitely had the leadership qualities and I think that's what imp- that's what's important same with you and your radio station Mario as well you knowing that you were there you were helping people get through this time where we needed someone to turn to and I think that's really important yeah. to raise as well so thank because you for writing to... no, thank
1: you thank you Alexandra thank you
0: So, Mario, um, just one thing that, you know, really intrigues me about you, because I did a lot of research on Mario Beckers, because I think you're incredible. You are proficient (laughs) in um, three languages, right? So you're proficient in English, Croatian and Russian. That's correct. Yeah. Now, in terms of communication and different cultures, you know, because communication is key, we've, we've determined that now, and communication is everything, whether it's looking what's behind you, that amazing photo of you and all the rest of it, everything communicates. What has been your experience, if you have a look at all the different languages, is there like a common pattern, or what has been your experience in terms of communication and different cultures?
1: Russian, Russian, I didn't choose Russian and, and, and uh, what's it called in German uh, you, which I was, you know, totally rusty now. Um, I got it in school, you know, I think communism, the major language was, majority was being Russian too, as a foreign language. Um, but then there was a grades in school, sorry, the classes, which some students learn in learning English. And that was being always considered those classes. So as we say, I was a class E, in the same generation, but class A, you knew that's a, the best of the best in that one. And I was right. here, so you can imagine that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that
1: <was> <laughs> uh, um, but the Russian, and um, the Russian was very interesting. And as I say, from this point in time, I can reflect now. I didn't like learning Russian because Russian was, you know, it's another thing to you learn because uh, we're learning in Yugoslavia, you learn the Latin and the uh, right? which is Serbian. use was Serbian language, plus Russian. So like, you know, you ready? you know, uh, but what it helped me is, it's not that I read the books, read the people, but developing other skills because after all, when you go into intelligence world, you're not, you're not learning how to stand in a corner, some dark corner, but how to communicate with the people. And it's very important, you know, several languages. Why? Because the brain, when you think, on a one language, literally one language, which like I, can't even, I can explain, it's defined properly. If you're born in Croatia, just doing in Croatian language everything, your brain is very limited. But allegedly, I mean, so like I don't have that this fact in front of me. When you learn a couple of languages, your brain is developing different pictures in your head. And then you're right. connecting these pictures with the words you already know from before. Secondly, when I was working in, in Western Europe and um, in Eastern Europe, uh, languages was being needed and uh, knowing a Russian you know that when you speak a Russian person they know that you're not Russian of course same as you know I'm not Australian hmm. but what it's helping <clears throat> is to read a better language and you learn the slang you learn the demographics and the language rep- represent not just a group age female or male but education but what type of the sort of the world they do which intelligence work is very important we're going to approach you never approach i don't know the president of the state you're going to approach the lower person and that language actually developing skills understanding helps you to you approach understand on operation level to to um beneficially work with your government so mm. English English is very close to uh, German, I must say that one.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, but I was like, the wording is different and the body language is different. Mm. So it's, it, it's something similar sound on German. It doesn't mean same body language. And as I say, Australia, it's very blessed that people are very kind and polite here. So, for example, when I go into McDonald's and I say, you know, the girl, she says, like, what do you want to say? I'm a cappuccino. I say, thank you, darling, very much. There's no offense. If you do this in Croatia or Russia, you're gonna be bashed. So again, that was literally like in this, that's not uh, the way you talk. Uh, So here people are more polite and softer language and they don't take it against uh, the person and you can get away. In other countries, you know that that word is not appropriate to use to nobody except maybe your girlfriend, your wife,
0: Mm. whatever. Wow, that's, that's very interesting. And it's in, thank you for sharing that and um, for answering the question so explicitly because I think it's important too in your line of work too, Mario, knowing all of this and more, that knowing who sits in front of you and then how to better construct your communication, your full communication, not just what comes out of here, um, to be able to get the results that you want uh, from, you know, from extracting and, and from the investigation perspective.
1: It talks a lot, talks a lot, like, you know, on LinkedIn, there's a lot of people who are not English background-speaking person. But, you know, I know that I have a trouble, because if I translated at the beginning from Croatian and English, sentence has no, has no meaning whatsoever. Yeah. And people say to me, what did you say? And I will say, like, let's say, I miss you,
0: right?
1: Yeah. Not me, but it doesn't make a sense on Croatian, I miss you. I don't miss you, like, you know, I mean you miss me, you know, what I mean, ah. that's the, it's going to really translate, I mean, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, so it doesn't make it, it doesn't make it, it doesn't make it, uh, what's it called, the impact at the first, but secondly, when you have the knowledge of one or two languages, it's like your brain is activated differently, and understand differently, uh, visual, because you are doing everything visually, and the visual thing is actually, uh, the, the forcing the language to be spoken, so as I say, in acting classes, you know, I mean, yes, so it's always this important, you know, I, I do remember uh, my, my lecturers used to be sent me out and I need to spell a different language, you know, the registers. and I was like, this, it's a number and a letter, I'm like, oh, and, you know, <laughs> but then only when you understand the purpose what you're doing, the purpose of your existence and the purpose what you are trying to become and represent, only then when you take the pride in what you're doing, you're going to achieve those results. So yeah. Otherwise,
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. That's very interesting. Thanks, Mario. And so Mario, you have five books. Is that right? <laughs> a massive yes, congrats uh, to you. That is absolutely uh, impressive. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Alexandra.
1: Look, uh, like I, uh, the book was a, was a, was a scream, uh, that my yeah. first book, because I wanted to people notice me and you know what it is? I said so like I come from a different environment, and the society better than me my limits, right? And who do you think you I can write a book? Mm. So I wrote the book. <laughs> I wrote well the book. done. That's <laughs> awesome. Let me tell you something. I wrote the book, but it was like going to three hands on the checkings. You know what I mean? So like, uh, <laughs> but you but wrote it. Was,
0: it. You yes, wrote it. I did. Yeah.
1: Uh, this the is that the, the books. I truly believe that we all, like you do, you know, I mean that, as I said, like you know, your clients should be really, really uh, blessed. I truly believe that knowledge we have is that to be shared. Of course, you know, not all of them otherwise we can charge everything. But I truly believe that books are there to be the guidance for other people. And I wanted to prove myself. I, I had experience with my um, with my with my son, and he's been diagnosed with a, with a with the problems with the the brain epilepsy and other things. So I said to him, I was like, I'm gonna write the book, you're gonna check for me. And Alessandra, I was learning the English with him when I started my first book 10 years ago on his second grade, you know what I mean? And he will teach me English and I still don't know many things. So writing book, I think it's it's encouraging to everybody to do. Uh, Don't wait to be approved by the society or the people around you. I was blessed enough that uh, I have a good support around the people, and I was embarrassed, I was being afraid. Uh, you know, when I give my first book away, and I remember that gentleman, Jim target Jim Taggart. I said to him, Can you write me forward? He says to me, What? I said I saw it three times, but I you your forward. He says to me, Give me good reason why I should I like because you have a big name. He says to me, Mario, I tell you the reason. You're a good man, you try to do it. So he wrote me forward. And open me one door, second door. And as I said, my education, my my um, training is different for the most of people intelligence field in Australia globally because I have the both for communism and and uh, democracy. So yeah. Yeah, thank you, Alexandra. No, you're so welcome and I'm
0: I'm really looking forward to I've already purchased one of your books and it's been an amazing read. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to this next one and I'm looking forward to reading all of your books because you're right in what you're saying, Mario. You come with different perspectives. You come with so much different learning because of your background and yeah. I think you're right too in what you said. You said a very key thing there actually in that no matter who we are, we all have stuff to share we all have experiences to share and books are a guide you know you you know you mentioned earlier that um you know you you learned from your leaders but then you became a different leader that's what books are about as well so they extract all of our knowledge that we have and that we bring and then we t- use it as a guide to recreate something different for ourselves as well so Your books are extremely, um, well, they're very interesting and they're very uh, educational on so many levels, particularly particularly in the mindset because I think it just teaches, your books teach people how to think differently, strategically, systematically with the result in mind and I think that's really important because that that really helps, you know.
1: One very important thing it is, you know, in life we meet people for the reason I truly believe that that's saying, and I truly believe that perfect people come, pe- perfect people come in the right time. Now, when I started writing my books, I, I met some people around me who um, nurtured what I am and want to be, they believe in me. Because the biggest reason why people stood up with me and around me because they saw that I believe in this thing, and they will say to me, if you believe in this, that's, that's enough for me. And I was really grateful, I'm very grateful for these people and, and they really gave me opportunity. I, I like people like yourself highly educated, you know, I mean, that, that all these uh, great, great, great things. Like I'm finishing my master's this year and you know, well I, I don't, i was like, you see, I never understood that actually I'm doing this. And my, my professor says to me, I don't care what you do with your essay, as long as it comes to me in form or shape, I'm expecting, That's and I'll nice. do it. And I say, like Alexandra, I say like, look to Professor Troy Bidford on this one. I say, you know that my English, it's, it's terrible, but I have to check his me, who cares? It's your knowledge. And I was like, okay, if, you, if you're if you happy with that one. So you see, I was apologetic always. And people told me, stop it, because in the results, it's you, and as long as I can understand, <laughs> I you're standing in Italy, that's yours i'm happy with that one so thank you alexandra for the, for the asking, yes.
0: yeah no you're absolutely um absolutely it's my pleasure because you know the way in which you word it mario has emotion different emotion to everyone else and it comes out differently and yes it's all good and well to be edited and do all that sort of stuff but that then removes the emotion from it which is why, and I agree with your tutor, you know your your um your university tutor and what they said, in that it doesn't matter how it comes, so long as it's done, because the way in which you communicate it says a story in itself, and so <laughs> that is what's important.
1: <laughs> that's correct. Yeah, that's what I because you know they follow with the conversations as everybody, my clients, and today, you know, I can't pretend in front of my clients I'm different something now what I was before because. I always wanna be that Mario who's begging for the work and I was gonna be the Mario who's gonna deliver what he promised. So meantime, maybe I grow up, maybe I become a little bit sophisticated, maybe I had a different perfume. I lost some weight, which I did, but at the end of the day, when I sit opposite them, I'm the same guy I was before. And that's what I appreciate because what society uh, doesn't like in the corporate world that you becoming on that expense, you become something they financing and like you say, you know, John Lamborghini or you know, what I mean, I don't have time for the phone call anymore. Uh, it doesn't go that way. I'm fully aware, like Sandra, you and I and I feel like everybody should be started for the work, should be put, put the best what they can every day, even if you can't put every day the best, you know. Give the decency and give a phone call to somebody who you work for or you work with and you know that best. Communication is important. It's not just like picking up the phone or email but sending SMS. SMS, it's enough to say, I'm sorry, I can't talk to you. I'll talk to you next day. But that's just me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, And another message that I believe you're sending and I could be wrong and I'm happy to be wrong, so please correct me if I am, is that, There is no such thing as perfection at the end of the day, you know, again, society sort of paints this picture that everything all our ducks have to be in a row that's bullshit right that does not exist, just be, you know, turn up the person that you are from here. Everything else flows from there. It'll work itself out. We all have an incredible message to share. We all have experience to share. We all have skills that we can bring to the table so that we can then teach and guide somebody else. It doesn't matter who we are. Um, but we all yeah. are so, I believe, valuable on this. We all have a piece to the puzzle. We all contribute. Yes. You well, know, and that's you know so and
1: know we, we, we have a I mean, like, it's, it's, you know... Uh, you know, of course, you can use your senses when you do the business, but after all, we all the humans, you all have the faults. You know, I mean, even when you start from the, your body, left side is different than the right side. And, you know, when you see the female or male, more ribs, less ribs. But, you know, I I enjoy people talking about military, those who never been there. I'm going to say uh, repetition makes it perfect. Repetition doesn't make it perfect. Repetition makes it permanent. That's reason why the military, is a petition, petition to become permanent, to become a machine, right? You know, That's
0: understand?
1: Right. Yeah. So like, there's no perfection in military either. You know what I mean? There's you trust me. You know what I mean? But people have a different concept. But what I like it, this is the perfect interview with the perfect person for today. I would say this, is Alexander Reagan, because it's it makes my highlight my 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 week. You know now. Um, that is a perfect moment, that's a good perfect moment because honest conversation, that's all
0: it's Wow. Saying. Thank you, Mario. And I just want to say thank you so much for, um, for today and for, for being here today and for sharing all of your knowledge and wisdom with our viewers and our listeners. It has been an absolute honor to have you here today truly and so Mario, if our audience would like to access you your books how can they get in touch with you will you provide me with your link so that I can pop them onto a podcast
1: I'll, I'll give you I'll give you the link so that's going to be easiest but that's like Mario is Google like, if your Google's google still working but the thing it is um, I'll send you the link so you can you can post them with it together but basically it's a ida inside intelligence dot com.au I-N-S-I-G-H-T intelligence.com.au uh, but basically all the LinkedIn Maria Becker's B-E-K-E-S and you're going to reach me and feel free ask for the books, tips, advice death threats, whatever it is just ask for the journal teller and please make sure you contact love Alexandra Egan, and you're going to learn a lot I wish Alexandra truly when I read some of your posts on LinkedIn I really wish I knew this before. And sometimes it's embarrassment to even admit I don't know and I've worried it is all. But life is all about learning. We are all okay. students of the life, we don't know nothing, everything. Um, so t- i'm thankful that you have a time today for me i sound sure. oh
0: thank you mario and likewise i thank you for your time today here on our uh, reset your thinking podcast and uh, sharing your time your insights your knowledge your expertise you've been incredible thank you mario
1: thank you thank you Alexander.
0: no worries